0: Hello and welcome to When We Grow Up, the podcast where we ask where we've been to know where we're going. We're your hosts. I'm Marley Silva. You're Nico Hines. I am. Yeah. And we're just a couple of friends who are really passionate about telling stories that inspire us, sometimes make us laugh and get really reflective. Nico, how do you feel?
1: I feel great. You're nervous. You are so nervous and it's actually making me laugh.
0: It is like so out of character for me too. I've
1: missed the, uh, hello, this is Marley Silver, the monotone monotone voice (laughs) from Marley Silver. I've missed it, Marley, and uh, it's good to be back here sitting on a podcast with you.
0: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people, one of the 29 clan groups that make up the Eora Nation. We acknowledge the traditional owners who are connected to this land and acknowledge their unbroken connection and sovereignty to all the lands that now make up Australia. We extend that acknowledgement to all of the traditional owners connected to the country you may be listening to this podcast from. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Before we get into today's episode, we do want to warn listeners, there is some content that could be triggering for some people. If there's anything that's brought up today that affects you, know there is someone out there to listen. Make sure you call Lifeline on 13 11 14.
1: You know what? I won't lie, I'm a little bit nervous because usually I just fill in with the old podcast with you, Yeah. but now I'm actually a host. Yeah. My name's on the bloody thing behind us. (laughs) It is above your name, so that means I'm more in charge than you, but... It's exciting times. And
0: it's already begun. You <laughs> trying to assert yourself as the alpha in this podcast. Yeah, I think maybe let's start there today. Us talking about who we are, how we know each other and I guess you know those um, memes where people go, oh, when the holiday made it out of the group chat? This is like the podcast idea made it out of the, the chat. This is something we've been talking about for a little while and we're actually making it happen. So where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about how we know each other or – yeah, that's probably a good, good way to – I want to talk about how we met. Okay, go on then.
1: So Randolph was playing for the Melbourne Storm and we met in 2021. Yes. 21. Marley's a really good friend of a girl who – You know, associated with the Melbourne Storm, Georgia Moore, formerly done a Chicks and balls podcast but got the boot because they weren't good enough. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) and then Georgia and her sister Keely Silver come down to – My
0: sister, not Georgia's sister. Yeah, your sister. You You said Georgia and her sister. Did I? Yeah.
1: Shut up. Let me talk. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, you guys come down and you're at Harry's and Cooper's house, I'm pretty sure. And I walked into just a moment where I was just like, who is this girl? She yeah. is blowing up at one of my mates, old Dazza. Oh, yes, you were. You were. And I'll
0: let you finish, but I have rebuttals.
1: No, and um, apparently Dazza was saying, what was he saying? Just some comments about, I don't know, what was he saying? Something about females. Well, in this is just a lie. This whole story is a lie. Mario was just blowing up at him and talking about all this nerd shit, and I was just like, far out, who is this nerd? <laughs> Away, like I was like, I'm all for Keely. Keely's a fun, she's cool, she seemed like a ledge. And I was like, right, Keely, you're my sort of person. And I've sort of barred Marley from there. And turns out I was signed with Cronulla, the girls are from Cronulla. (laughs) And I was like, right, oh, well, I'll be partying with Keely. Mm. And uh, I don't know what the nerd will be up to, but she won't be hanging out with me. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are, and we'll probably get on to a bit further of how we got to sitting here right now. But Mm. what was your first? interaction of our story
0: (laughs) yeah well let me just say that that's become the folklore that I was having a go at our mate Daz (laughs) let me just say that was not true also you weren't there when that happened I rocked up you were not there anyway look Let me just say, I wasn't having a go, but I'm fine knowing that that was your first impression of me. I do remember a few months into our friendship, you did say, oh, I thought you were not cool, Marley. And you've proven me wrong. So I.
1: Did I I say that? Would I say that?
0: Maybe not. You were definitely not saying I was cool, but I think you were saying that I knew how to party, which is true.
1: So you're saying that my now interpretation of you is cool because you know how to party. I don't. I'm not like you. I don't just think people are cool because they can party. I like the, the conversations, the authenticity in the person. I know where your head's at.
0: My first my head. This
1: whole point <laughs> of this podcast is to be authentic and get cool stories. And you're thinking about partying already. <laughs> anyway, keep going.
0: My first impression of you, Nico
1: Hines. Good looking. Great was dude. that
0: you're a bit arrogant?
1: Piss off! You're <laughs> lying. You're <laughs> lying.
0: No, I remember. So actually. Here we go. No, well, we've only figured this out again in getting to know each other, that the first time I met you Mm -hmm. was actually up on the sunny coast, I think back in 2019. (laughs) And like full disclosure, I was not sober. So it's very, very blurry for me. But I was up there for a mutual friend of ours, Little Sisters 21st, and I was in no state to go out and my friend dragged me out to go to a club in the Sunny Coast. Ocean said, Street,
1: old Ocean Street. And she's—I was living on the Sunny Coast then too, yeah. actually.
0: And she was saying, kept saying to me, "Oh, there's this guy. His name's Nico. Yeah, you've got to meet him. He's Aboriginal. You, you guys will really get along. You'll really get along." And I was like, "What kind of name is Nico? Like, what a oh, name!" Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I do remember you just—well, I just remembered this like tall dude with long hair, kind of talking to us for a moment. And then I tapped out like i had to go home but that was the first oh, time so you're not i not tell yet.
1: the truth about you like tap me on the shoulder saying nico 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 that's not true what are you doing later nico nico nico
0: <laughs> if this, this is what this show is going to be isn't it just like lots of you trying to spread lies about me anyway but proper meeting down in melbourne you were not there the night that that happened with daz even though nothing happened like in terms of me going off at him but you came around to yeah, Cooper, Harry and George's place. And I remember thinking you had shorts and a t-shirt on and a beanie with it. And I was like, that's just impractical. Like, why would you have a beanie when you've got like short, like if you're trying to keep warm, it made no sense. I remember thinking that straight away. And then within about 20 minutes oh, of you really? sitting down-
1: so You're trying to give beauty tips out. No, have you seen what you wear? Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> within about 20 minutes of you getting there and sitting down, you called me a virgin. <laughs> And
1: no, I didn't.
0: You and Harry were trying to get me to blow up by saying like purposefully misogynistic stuff. <laughs> and Harry was not being uh subtle at all. He had his phone out,
1: like Film putting me. it up, being I like, Oh Molly,
0: um we don't think well, that was the next women day, can do wasn't this. It?
1: I think I come yeah. over and we just laid on the lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But at the time I was like, oh okay. Did not think we were gonna be friends. Um, Not in like a, I didn't like you kind of way, but I was like, I just don't think we're going to be friends. And then next thing you know, you're living in God's country and fast forward and like in all seriousness, like we will sit here and take the piss out of each other a lot. And you'll come to see that I think throughout this podcast, but we do have a lot in common in terms of, I guess our passions and values and what we want to do. I think probably where we could have started and maybe that was just again like you said some of the nerves at the beginning of knowing that these microphones are on is explaining i guess what we do obviously i think most people will know that you are a professional athlete and yeah you're obviously
1: try b- to be try
0: to be try to be <laughs> and you've you've had a big sort of 18 months now and-
1: i'm a part-time footy player professional podcast podcaster. yeah <laughs> look at these yeah, yeah, yeah
0: put it put it on the resume but for myself yeah i guess i've I've been in and around podcasting for a little while now, and first and foremost kind of see myself as someone who's passionate about stories. And so through both of us in, you know, very different ways and yours much, much bigger than mine, but I guess we understand that we have a kind of platform where we can spotlight the things that matter to us. We're going to have guests on this show to share their own inspiring and impactful stories. And I guess hopefully yeah, just get people thinking about different things and in between that, have a bit of fun with it. But why Why do you think that we've come to this kind of point and, and are starting to do sort of creative project stuff together?
1: Yeah, well, it's been a bit of a, a funny, cool, emotional journey for us, like starting off where we started, where we took the piss and we're like, oh, who is this person? And then coming to Cronulla and I found a family in in the Silver family with yourself and keely and your parents took me under me and we man actually we man's my roommate and i'll talk a bit about him later but yeah just showed us around and uh had a little family in Cronulla to go family dinners and hang out and show us around and and then we've uh spent covid christmas together <laughs> yeah uh so we're locked in our my little apartment with we man marley and i with covid couldn't go out and do anything went to bali together for um new Year's. so we've been around we've done a lot and just in those times of getting to know each other i think we've just come to realization that we're like you said we're very similar very heart-led authentic we both have stories that want to inspire the next generation of people and through our stories and through our um, life we've experienced a lot of things and we want to yeah just tell people about that and tell people about our experiences and then also bring people on that we've had similar experiences or completely different experiences to get to where they are and to the, the successful people they are now and we just want to take people on the journey and mm. sort of change the world one step at a time and, and make the world a better place i guess and both very similar in, in wanting to do that and it's pretty cool it's i never really met someone uh this is for they want another time i'll give you a wrap on this podcast too but i've never met someone who has such similar attributes in in values and morals and and really caring about the next generation and, and helping and wanting people to succeed as bad as we do so um and then once we've connected in that way you know we've got plenty of things going on this year which we might touch on later. i don't know if we want to touch on now with, with other opportunities we've got and the podcast was one and as soon as we sort of spoke about it and and you gave your sister the flick and in, in georgia um <laughs> i was like yeah let's do it and let's 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 try to change the world and, and make this a happier place and and tell cool stories along the way so yeah it's pretty cool that we're sitting here now in a studio, the last time I did a podcast with you was in your living room, <laughs> you know, the shoebox size. Um, and we've done a, a muck around one in my living room. So yeah, yeah it's just cool to be here and, and grateful for the guys giving us this opportunity to be here. So mm.
0: I think for let's, me- Let's tell
1: some cool stories. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think another part of this, that again speaks to sort of yeah being motivated by what we've found in each other. Like you said, we are this family um, now and I'm always looking for- community to be a part of and in having a podcast you build a community of people that you feel like are your friends as well even if they're just people who you know end up sharing an episode or or listening to it or sending comments back and the like that's something I've always loved about this format and I think that that's what I guess we hope to build with this as well is people who similarly just wanna do something positive, the world can be a pretty rubbish place and to look for the light in it through stories of overcoming obstacles. And um, yeah, celebrating like the fun stuff as well, I think is is what we hope to do here. So on a practical level, what you can expect from this show is two different kinds of episodes. So uh, one week you'll have Nico and I sitting here, probably absolutely roasting each <laughs> other or just sharing stories from our day-to-day life, Bringing different to- topics to the table that we want to talk about. I think another really important part of our relationship, which you will come to know, is that we like to argue quite a bit. And I imagine there'll be things Speaking we. Speaking of
1: relationships, a lot of people ask us.
0: Oh, we you, actually can I say we should have started with started that? We started with
1: this. Are you and Marley together? Are you guys dating? No, we're not dating. We're not together. I know when you if you watch this podcast and you see the way that she looks at me, yes, you probably think that she's we're dating, but. We are not. She is family. That's it. I'm, I'm quitting. We the show. are very, very, very <laughs> great friends, best friends. Well, family. I just yeah. my sister. So no. Uh, although yes, yeah, she does look at me in that way. Just just relax, guys. I'm very single. I've realised over the year and a half I've known Marley. Now she is a serial club pasha. And my <gasps> goal is to get her a boyfriend. She's never had a boyfriend. <laughs> so maybe we can set wow. up a set up a live date. On this couch one day, who knows? We can do something for If you ever see her out, like, feel free to go up and ask for a club bash because she gives them out for free sometimes.
0: Yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a bit of pot kettle black happening there with <laughs> club bashing. But, yes, you completely thrown me by doing that straight <laughs> away, can I say? Like, I knew it was going to come at some point, but what? A couple of minutes in, yeah. straight away. Anyway, but, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you can expect on –
1: the, Plus, we'll be getting some cool guests on.
0: That's the other that's the episode other side. is what I'm trying to... See, I'm trying to be professional here. This is what this is going to be. It's going to be like wrangling cats. Yeah, you, You're going to just try and derail everything. And it's a challenge for me, but that's okay. So, we'll have these fun conversations one week and then the following week will be... Uh, an inspiring chat with the guest, and I reckon like we've got some cool people re- lined up ready to go and a few that are in mind that we'd love to have on this show down the track but we absolutely want to be led by the people who listen to the show as well so mm-hmm. definitely want to keep open suggestions and yeah, yeah hit us up
1: slide in our dms if yeah. you've got someone cool you reckon we can have a yarn too and uh, people will be inspired by it hit yeah. us up, let us know
0: but today in for the rest of this chat we're gonna treat it as the, in the way that we will, with all of our guests, which is uh, we're going to get each other to reflect back on our younger selves, who we were then, who we are now, and who we hope to be in the future. So let's was get well into yeah. Nice. Let's get into that was
1: ten out of ten delivery for the first time.
0: <laughs> let's get into that chat.
1: Okay. All
0: right. So what we thought would be the best way to reflect. Well, actually, Nico, why don't you talk about the saying that you always go to, which is, you know, what would your five-year-old self think? Like why Why do you bring that up and, and in what context?
1: So you just said, why don't you go tell the saying and then you just say my saying. Anyway, so <laughs> when I reflect on uh, the journey I've been on and when I was living in Mackay and had depression and wanted to give up and stop playing footy and just go back to my hometown and live in my hometown. My mum and my brother, my brother fights with me over it, but... I thought my mom rang me up and said, "Nico, you can't give up." You know what would your five-year-old self think of you right now? Mm. And then I said it in an interview once, and my brother's like, "I said that," you know. And I was like, "No, I swear, my mum said that. I swear, my mum said that." Anyway, and it's just stuck with me forever ever since then. Like, you know, we we grow up and you often forget about you know your younger self and and what they would think of you. And I just I don't know how to explain it perfectly, but I think about when you know when you're in movies or. You know, it's a Disney Channel and someone's thinking, and then it's just like a, a little bubble that pops up. It's like a flashback. Like a flashback. Yeah. And then, like when I'm thinking of it, I I'm just like sitting there and I see my little photo or five year old Nico in footy gear, and then I just think, Wow, is he is he smiling or is he mm-hmm. upset right now? You know, is he sad and crying? And I just always think like, What would five year old Nico be thinking of me right now? And then like, Well, now I when i'm thinking about what i've done in the game and who i am now like you'd be sitting there smiling and so proud and happy Mm. so that's what sort of advice i like to give when people ask me for advice um you know you always have to work hard and be the hardest working room but i always try to think of something different and and give that one now Mm. since that's been passed to me and i pass it down to you know what would your five-year-old self think if you don't let that that little kid down Mm. so yeah so that's what sort of inspired maybe this podcast the heading and and the photos like we spoke about guests coming on and, or we try and get photos of the guests so if we can't get them the guests bring the photos of of them when they're younger and maybe three or however many we've got about six seats today <laughs> but um yeah just explain what you were doing in that moment and would that kid be proud of you right now or what would have you done different or anything along those lines so that's that's what's inspired us for these photos today mm. so you do you want were,
0: to show the first photo then of me yeah okay describe what we're seeing
1: I will. So I don't know if you can see it. Camera, camera, camera. But we'll chuck it up on our Instagram. It's a photo of me when I was, looks, about three, two. I'm in footy shorts. I'm in an Australia shirt and I'm dipping into a bucket which would have chicken food or rooster, whatever it was, because I lived on a farm when I was two. So mum my dad split up and we moved to Maitland and lived on a farm. Not many people would probably know that about yeah. me actually. And um so me and my brother, my mum my mum's partner at the time moved on the farm and it's weird because I'm shit scared of snakes and there was that many snakes <laughs> on the bloody uh, farm. But yeah, I whether I live on the farm or not, I was always in footy gear and that's me there, smiling, happy, still in my footy shorts. Yeah, and so
0: why did you pick that?
1: Why did I pick that? Um, well, to be honest, a lot of people have heard a lot of my story and thought I'd pick some some different stuff and I just look really really happy there and no one's ever really seen or heard the side of me living on a farm so yeah and it was just probably a really happy time in my life for mum as well mum had a had a boyfriend and unfortunately he died in a truck accident he fell asleep on the wheel as a truck driver and and passed away so that's what ended up making us move back to Yumina on the Central Coast but yeah I just thought that's a different side to me that no one's heard before and I thought yeah he looks like a little happy kid and that's about it, really.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, what I can see when you're looking at that photo is how happy it makes you. Yeah. <laughs> is it just because you know that that was a positive time or is does that little Nico come to mind at all when you're, you know, talking about oh, what would my younger self think or, or is that maybe something you've been trying to, I don't know, like you want to be in that kind of happy state now?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of both. Like mm. when I look at him – that's the sort of photo or that's the sort of kid that pops in my head when I'm thinking of my younger self. Mm. Like uh, this photo like comes up a lot. I've don't, never really shown anyone but that photo's come up, up a lot in my head when I'm just the happiest. Mm. And then, yeah, like the last couple of months have been a bit of a tough time. So mm. I use that bit of inspiration now just to – that's how I should be smiling every day.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really nice. I like that. Thanks. Should I go for one of mine now?
1: Yes, you should, Marley Silver. Okay,
0: well, I similarly have the first one I want to show is of that like quite young age. I think I must be four. Um, And this is like cheating actually of our own concept here because it's actually a video. (laughs) And I think I've shown you this before, but it is me on a home movie after I think me, mum, dad, and Keely were on a trip to Canberra.
1: Uh, Canberra of all yeah, places Yeah, like
0: pff, nerd heaven Like I remember going the old Parliament House uh, The Questacon All that sort of stuff So it was a great time And it's actually a really cool photo of me and Keely At the Aboriginal 10 Embassy at that time With like a fists in the air Like getting real into everything um, But this was after mum had been filming us all day
1: like you or keely that's me oh that is me
0: performing obviously never been shy in front of cameras and i think that when i think of the kid that i was before adolescence that's me to a t this like really admittedly like I was pretty shy uh, in like day-to-day life, didn't like trying to like make new friends and all that sort of (laughs) stuff, still a bit the same, but I always just had this part of me that wanted to perform, that wanted to present and in that I'm, you know, acting like we've been, you know, we have our own like reality TV show or something and cameras have been following us around all the time and I think that for me it really sums up the kind of kid that I was and even though – I wouldn't have been able to articulate it at the time what I was in some ways like destined for. I always wonder like are are you sort of born with exactly what you're supposed to be there? And people often talk about when you're a kid and you're being your most authentic self because you haven't had the expectations of society be put on you or affect how you act in certain situations. Looking back to that, you know, and the journey that I've been on with my career, I think that I – Rejected wanting to be in, you know, a creative space full time, or be, you know, trying to pursue a media career and this sort of stuff for a long time because I thought it was unrealistic and I thought that it was unattainable for me. So, having this, Marley. There's someone I can look back on at, say, yeah, four or five years old who was so theatrical, such a drama queen and clearly wanted to be, you know, have a microphone in front of her face, knowing that I fulfilled that dream is is really nice for me.
1: Well, you just stole my question.
0: Oh, what was your question? I was about to
1: say, do you reckon that was you dreaming to be where you are now or do you reckon you had that dream come a bit later?
0: No, I think that's what the dream was. Yeah. I think that... I, yeah, I pushed it aside. I think I was told, or not even told directly, like my mum and dad have always been super supportive of me pursuing whatever it was that I wanted to do. But yeah, school community or even just like how people talk in in day to day, no one ever told me that what I was good at, which was public speaking, could help me in my job or, or be a career one day. So I just didn't think it was and, you know, spent a lot of time Thinking that I'd have to come up with like sort of a more practical goal or something I could go to uni for and be qualified, and yeah, it's just nice to be able to like look at that idiot, like yeah. idiot of a kid, and who's just has to be the center of attention, but know that I'm yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, isn't it crazy that like watching that video there, and you just look at it and go, that is so Marley Stewart. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I asked you that was a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you're just <laughs> genetics and you're born with something. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it how you can just be born with something.
0: A, well, people call it, like, destiny, right?
1: But it's just how. Like, what happens for that to make you be destined to do what you are doing? Because looking at that and then you just go, wow – your mum dad would have been saying at that point, like she's going to be on Channel Nine one day. You know, like, <laughs> my mum would say as a kid, "Oh, my mum, uh, Nico's going to run out and play for Australia one day." I'd say, "Shut up, mum! Yeah. Like stop saying that." And yeah. like obviously, I haven't done it yet, but like here I am playing on the in- end NRL. Like who would have thought that? And like mm. it's just like why why are people are born with just yeah talents.
0: I think that that maybe that's a testament to the fact that. Every single person's born with some sort of opportunity, uh-huh. and and whatever it is that is your skill set, we tr- we so often focus on putting you in a box and going, this is what you're going to be, or this mm-hmm. is what success looks like. It, it means having a a job like a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, and a p- particular salary, and that's how you make a life for yourself. But if we let ourselves be more free in expressing and exploring whatever it is that we're good at, maybe more of us will will be less likely to feel like we've, we're failures or we're not good at anything in particular. Yeah, no, I, I I tend to believe that everyone is born with something. It's just whether they're given the opportunity to pursue it. And oftentimes people aren't given that opportunity because of their circumstance. Like maybe, you know, if you're in a situation where you have to worry a lot about those finances and stuff, you, don't, you can't just go out on a limb and, and try and make something of a career that's – Risky. Well,
1: I guess that's why we're also doing this because, with the guests and showing you baby photos, like we're going to try and tell people to go explore their hidden talent Mm. or go explore what they're meant to be doing in life. Like, yeah, just because someone tells you you have to go to uni and go work hard at school, which you should, but which I did, you did. But (laughs) like, have to go to uni if you want to go chase a career and professional or whatever you want to do, or if you want to go do something, go Mm. do it. Like, you only live one life; it's only short. Hundred percent. If you're a professional athlete. Really, it's only 10% of your life. Yeah. Like you only get to do it for 10 years max, really. So why not chase it until yeah. you can't really chase it anymore sort of thing? Because then you've got another 50 years after that to work your ass off in something else, go be a bricklayer, or whatever it is. But anyway, <laughs> <brick> so <laughs> chase your dreams, kids. My second photo. That was a good one. I like that video. Thanks. That's pretty cute, actually. You're not cute with the video. Oh, thing. thanks. Oh, fire! This is where I have to choose. <laughs> I'm going to go this another little one of... Oh, I love that. So this is... So when I said Wee Man before, his real name's Jared, and we called him Wee Man. I've been best mates of Wee Man since I was about near four or five. And then we went through school together, pretty, practically pretty much lived together when we were kids, and now we're living together now. If you've seen me out and about around Cronulla or the eastern suburbs, everyone you minor would know, but and you've just seen this little man. Follow me around.
0: <laughs> he's oh. not that little. <laughs> you make it sound like he's so little.
1: You know, when you're like walking around, you go like a little puppy dog, like,
0: oh grown? my goodness, he's going to hate you for <laughs> <to> describing <laughs> him like that.
1: Well, one of our good friends, KDL, calls him, um, where's the Batman Robin. and Robin? Yeah. He is the Robin of the. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is the guy everyone sees uh, all us with. Yeah, he's been by my side since we were 10 years old and we pretty much couldn't be separated as as kids. And yeah he just he's just done everything with me and he's been there for me through thick and thin so um when i look at this photo i just think like from where we were to where we've come from now like living in the in sydney and Cronulla together just living our best life we got to go to america overseas together last year we got to travel around australia doing what we love having a good time yeah and just thinking like from where we were in your minor like his parents never owned a house. They were moving house to house, renting all the time, similar to me. And we just like come from little humble beginnings where we did not care about the flashy stuff. We just went day to day, just barefoot walking around the town, getting up the mischief. Yeah, to now where we are. And like he's very happy. He's a very successful man in his industry and in carpentry and, and flooring. And now he's getting to come to, Sit, sit in the stadiums and watch me play in footy and i know he loves to do that too so yeah i just thought like a bit of appreciation for someone you know and everyone's got that person who is through goes through the the highs and the lows of life and yeah not i'm not the only person who has that but i just think it's important that everyone appreciates that person who you have so if you're listening go and send that person a text message and tell them how much you appreciate them because i know that will mean a lot to them but yeah so looking back at that kid he would be so Happy and proud that I'm standing and living next to the same person I am yeah. I was when we were kids, and I'm still doing, still having a little fun and getting out the mischief a little bit. But I'm still doing life with that person I was doing life with when I was ten years old. So yeah, I think you'd be looking at me going, "Good stuff, Nico. You you stayed humble and you you didn't fuck off all your your friends who were there from the start."
0: Mm. And I think that that speaks to such a vital component of. Success, whatever it is that you know, success means to you. That whole saying of you become the five people you spend the most yep. time with. I think that it's amazing to have someone like we who's been a part of your journey the whole way and can be someone who can reflect with you yep. um, on that stuff of what you guys were like at that age. So that photo is Year Six formal, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what you said? Year Six formal. <laughs> yep. Um,
1: well, there was a time where he got a girl and moved to we moved actually moved away so I moved up to Mackay and he moved to Port Macquarie then to the Gold Coast with Mrs where we left Central Coast at, at the same exact time. same time wow. so we had a big going away event in the city you got like a penthouse in the city and really? had a big party weekend and saying goodbye to both of us really so I went up to North Queensland he went to Gold Coast and I Go- uh, went to Port Macquarie then to Gold Coast and so for two years there Um, we were still close Mm. we still visit each other well I went him he didn't ever come to me the bastard but (laughs) so we probably just didn't weren't as close as we are now and we were but we will still like he's he's that one person that I have a couple of them but he's the one person that like no matter how far apart you are or if you haven't spoke for a little while as soon as we're together it's like you've never left yeah and then went down to Melbourne and he stayed Gold Coast went back to Port for a bit and then he went back to the coast as I come to Cronulla we was in the coast for a little bit and I was just like man, you want to come to Cronulla with me? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, fucking O. Oh. Yeah. Let's start something new and then yeah. that's how it all happened. So, yeah, so he's a part of our little family mm. that we have family dinners with the Silvers. Um, we man's a big part of that. So, yeah, like I said, the younger self, I reckon not just me, him in that photo would be yeah. also proud that we're doing life together right now.
0: And how important do you think it is to have someone, and like I value this a lot, my best friend, Sean, who lives in Brisbane, who my wish was my roommate or, or live <laughs> with me or whatever. And I, I feel exactly the same. We've been friends since we were 12. I value her so much because she's such a cheerleader for me. And I wonder what do you think, especially like, no matter what your career is, if you're someone who becomes quite successful or has something that gets you public notoriety, you can, often see who your true friends are in their response to that because like jealousy becomes a part of it or Mm -hmm. an inability to sort of celebrate you and your wins without feeling like it's a, I don't know, reflection of their own kind of success or whatever. How important do you think it is, especially in what you've seen in the last 18 months to have someone like we who just like wholeheartedly backs you and is so passionate about your success and celebrates it with you?
1: Yeah, it's it's massive and people probably would, wouldn't even see that or would underestimate mm. having someone like that in your life. Yeah, he's never been someone who's jealous of my success or jealous that you know, I'm on the TV screens or if I'm in public, people want to talk to me. Like he's just so chilled out, doesn't care he'll take the photos for me <laughs> obviously he's has little digs here and there like <laughs> fuck me dad i don't want to go out with you today i don't feel like being the he photographer bailed today on friday yeah when he we did got bail stuck. on friday but yeah it's it's someone to go home to it sounds like he's my bloody husband yeah, never wife. um but yeah someone just to go home to and chill and like he'll know if i don't need to talk about footy he'll just talk about anything but and then you'll know if he needs to leave me alone or he will needs to pick me up or mm. even humble me sometimes you know like he's he's really good and I know he speaks to like my mindset coach Jared and you about like fuck, should we do something more for Nico here do we need to leave him alone like whatever like he's just yeah like I often tell people as well like something a quote you said before but like surround yourself with people who want you to be successful Mm. as bad as you do and he's that person like he wants me to succeed as bad as I want to succeed and if you have people like that around you then like you're going to be successful in whatever chosen area you do Mm. you just need to find those people and pretty lucky that not just we men I've got Heaps of those. Yeah. All my best mates are like that. And they've never doubted me from from the beginning. Like when I was playing reserve grade and looking like I would never play in a row, like they'll still go and come on, Nico. Like you can get there. Mm. Fucking stay off the piss or do this, do that, mm. like don't do that. Like they've always been like that from day one. So yeah, it's it's huge. Like there's everyone says there's uh bef- behind every successful man there's a woman.
0: There's a we for you.
1: Yeah, but sometimes it could just be a best mate. Yeah, at the I'm moment, saying. it's just – that's me at the moment. I've yeah. got Wee Man who's – like I have to live with him every day. He sees me every day. He goes through the ups and downs. So like, you know, one day like, it will be a girl for me, but at the moment, it's <laughs> my best mate, Wee Man.
0: <laughs> and can I just say like Wee is the most level-headed, calm voice in every room for all of us. I think that he – like obviously I – known him now as long as i've known you and i just feel like he's the one who both you and i can get a bit dramatic and overthink things you can okay and <laughs> we knows how to just rein it in so yeah, yeah we really value helps
1: he's got all. a new beautiful girlfriend too yeah and we love zara yeah, we love she's so. the best right, just, enough for me let's go You're
0: okay the next photo i have is of marley silver aged 15. So I think this is me, 15 or 14. You're going to love the fit, can I say? I will describe it after Give you. Me put, that right? Or now. Why don't you have a crack at describing?
1: Oh. Are you going to a concert or something?
0: I think I must have been.
1: So Molly is wearing, looks like Connie's. Yeah. Converse shoes up to her shins. Up to my <laughs> shins. And then she's got these purple sunglasses. Massive, purple sunglasses. Massive. Looks like fly's eyes. Pretty much covering her whole face. And then she's got like a like like a looks like a tie-dye. Kind of T-shirt dress. dress. T-shirt I dress. loved that dress. Did ya? Yeah, loved it. I'm glad I only have to look at this once. Um, <laughs> and then she's got all these big bangles on. And yeah, it looks like you're going to a pink concert or something.
0: I don't think that's what I was going
1: to. Um, she's sitting on the side of the road. Yeah, that's all right. I like that. Sitting on the side of the road, looking yeah. like you're a bit of a homeless person. <laughs> I don't mind it. Keep it humble, eh?
0: So... Yeah, I've also got like a tie headband thing on. I used to love wearing things like that and a big like necklace. And,
1: and what did you say? you never had a boyfriend?
0: You can like keep bringing that up as much as you want. I don't <laughs> care. And anyway, so yeah, the way that I look, it's like pretty awkward, like a typical awkward teenage smile I'll going on. Then. I think 14. 14. And I think that I wanted to bring – smiley to the table because by that point she's very different to the first smiley in the video i became way more worried about you know how i presented myself in front of like clearly not in a fashion sense um i mean it's just like being quieter uh felt so unsure of myself like a lot of kids do at that age but i was really struggling at school at this point and it was I really, yes, I would have been like year nine, probably the beginning of a really lonely period in my life where, yeah, I was just pretty ostracized in my school environment. Um, This is something that I speak about quite a bit and like wrote about in my book and, and the like, but being the only Aboriginal kid in my year and the only other Aboriginal kid in my school being my sister and being someone who's always been so loud and proud about culture, and kind of fighting to change people's perspectives on our people and wanting to to be the best example of blackfellas that I could be in such a white environment growing up in the Sutherland Shire. I managed to put myself on the outer in being that. And yeah, like a, a lot of kids at this age, when you're figuring out your identity and where you fit in the world, it's a really lonely road. But this was sort of the beginning point of a really – really dark time for me over probably yeah the following three years like so the whole back end of high school just really thinking that I was doing it completely on my own and while I still had sort of dreams of what my life would be and who I could be once I escaped that school environment I don't think I believed that I could do it I didn't feel valued or wanted in any way in any social circle, which is like a bit of a downer, but I think a realistic picture of of where I was at. And I just think like the smally who, you know, is from over a decade ago now, like would not, would absolutely not believe me and, and where I am now, the confidence that I have and what I've achieved. This is probably also the first, Age point where I had told my mum that my main goal in life was to write a book one day. So to think that I've done that now and done so many other things that are crazy, like I do live TV occasionally and have, you know, work on radio and have traveled all over the world and have done it by myself and like made, you know, Even just like little things like going up and introducing myself to a random person was really, really scary for me for a long time. So I look back at that, Marley, and I want to give her a hug because I wasn't very nice to her as well. I really – for all the stuff that I was going through and like the way that people treated me, like in terms of putting me on the outer with the social circle, I blamed myself wholeheartedly and like, yeah, I absolutely – because I was struggling with a lot of things, wasn't a great person to have, you know, have around. So I understand to some extent, but I really put the blame on me and thought that there was something wrong with me. So I think that I often think of that Mali because, you know, a couple of years after that photo, I was like ready to throw the hat in. Yeah, to put it bluntly. And if I w- could talk to that Marley, I would want her to just be a lot kinder to herself. I think I've talked to you about mm-hmm. that before. That's my – I don't have any regrets, but if there was one thing that I could do, it would be go back to that Marley and tell her, like, as much as that. It was a horrendous outfit, and then I would go on that year to also cut some even more horrendous bangs. You're all all right, and, like, you're – there's nothing that's wrong with you. Um, You're actually – pretty pretty cool person cool maybe it's not the right word but definitely
1: but because you're so good at talking and rambling on you have just answered all my questions i was gonna ask you (laughs) sorry this is a serious moment i don't want to make the piss out of it but i was gonna ask you about what if you regret anything or what are you most proud of and like all those things you just answered all my questions but what i would say in that circumstance Mm. first of all someone a little kid like that should never ever have to feel in the outer whether you do it yourself or the kids around you like this whole reason why we're doing this again like you gotta be proud of your culture you Mm. be proud of who you are and yeah the kids should never have ever made you feel like that Mm. um two like your family would be so proud of you from Mm. seeing you know the insecure little girl that was scared to be herself and be proud of who she is and her identity like that would be so proud and i'm i'm proud of you like i've heard this story before and yeah like i can't even imagine you being like a a girl that's just doesn't do much and doesn't speak her Mm. her values and what she believes in like sometimes i just go fuck me marley shut up (laughs) that's how much you talk and but i just can't even imagine what what you were then so to see like you being proud and being who you are and showing all your skills to the world like you're on tv you sit on the sideline talking footy which you know nothing about <laughs> like you're doing all these cool things and now look at us here so yeah like everyone around you would be proud marley and, and i'm proud of you and you should be proud of yourself and mm. keep kicking goals sister
0: thanks do you think that we would have been friends at that age i
1: don't know like
0: i reckon you would have tried i
1: would have tried because people yeah. like at school probably looked at me like because i was pretty loud and you know being in the popular group like all the footy players are popular at school and you know I have all the friends and that like i reckon people would look to me like oh fucking who's nico like shut up nico like because i was i like, played handball i was loud i was just like but i would never mean to anyone i never was yeah. like never disregarded someone because you know they like to go study at school you know like oh, if i seen you feel like on your own that i would have 100% try to include you and try to be your friend like mm whether you wanted to be my friend or not, who knows. But uh, we're friends now, so that's all it makes. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> now, before you go to your next one, I have a bit of a surprise for you. Oh. Because, you know, I, yeah, as I said, I've, I've been podcasting for a while, so I'm quite used to being the host and quite used to researching mm-hmm. my uh, topics and and yeah. my guests. What have you got? For? And as you, you're you – we're essentially each other's interview guest today. I, I, you know, did some, did some looking. First of all, weird thing. We're not friends on Facebook.
1: Weird. Um, Actually, I searched you on Facebook yesterday. Yeah. Last night.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't find me because I have good security settings.
1: Well, yeah, I know that now. Yeah. Just, Just keep going.
0: So let me just say this to you. After this, before this episode is released, we are changing your Facebook Security settings because it's way too easy to see everything, really? and I scrolled back right, no, no. <laughs> and I've fucking got no. some beautiful Facebook statuses that I just wanted to raise with you.
1: No, okay? you can't do this to me. I
0: can. I would just say like the theme. No,
1: fucking hell, you! I didn't even think you had this in you. Hey?
0: <laughs> so what you didn't, oh, you might have just heard was him trying to grab the phone off me. It's nothing bad. But, I mean, the first one I've got from, is from 2011, oh, which I think is... Fuck me. uh me. No, this is, like, interesting. Might not be this, the the brand that people expect from Nico Hines. <laughs> Can't wait for Home and Away to come back. <laughs> Weeknights are so boring without it. Fair? I loved Home and Away. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still watch Home and Away?
1: No. Nah. Okay. I used to want to be on Home and Away.
0: Yeah, shock me. Because you think you're Heath Ledger. But... There's just – there's a theme. There's a theme. And I just want to understand it a little bit more because there's a few <laughs> of the – I did not think you were this, this person.
1: Uh, few very – Well, don't bring it up then.
0: I, well, hey, you've changed, right? Whatever. Very cryptic, like <laughs> weird quotes about a girl, right? Different. I'm imagining different girls over time. This, <laughs> here's one. This is also from 2011. <laughs> I, can't, I feel cringy even reading this out if a kiss was a raindrop i'd send you a shower if a hug was a second i'd send you an hour if a smile was water i'd send you the sea if you needed love i'd send yeah. you me what's that about
1: oh fuck know, but why do you have to read that like you're presenting in tv
0: don't get caught. Right? <laughs> like, I'm so that was there was like quite a I'm few. I'm actually getting hocked.
1: I feel like <laughs> fuck, this is the first time I've been embarrassed in my life. Really? I'm not embarrassed, but I'm like, fuck me, you idiot. But, and, uh, but So
0: there's a lot of those. There was
1: times when like me and my mates were like get quotes off and would try to post the coolest quote and like I was obviously fucking love drunk or something.
0: Yeah, there was like a few. And there was like this is the good one. D- this is from 2013. That's this is enough. the last one. This is the last one. When you're thinking that I'm thinking of you, I'm thinking you're thinking of me. So I just want to know.
1: 2013.
0: Yeah, that's late. That's you. What?
1: Probably when I was bloody heartbroken, mate.
0: Seventeen. I would have been eighteen
1: in 2013, so you were seventeen. Anyway, next segment. No,
0: I I think it's an important reflection point. You used it a lot. There was a lot of statuses. I've just picked a few beautiful ones but
1: if you had not like you know me now yeah yeah i say things from the heart
0: yeah so that was an outlet that you used a lot did you did you often get like the responses that you wanted from statuses like that or was that just like you using as your personal diary
1: do you know when you set statuses it says what's on your mind mm, that
0: was on your mind that was on my mind mm-hmm. i can't believe i made you i successfully made you embarrassed
1: no nah, i'm not embarrassed See these cameras? They don't see me embarrassed right now.
0: Oh, I reckon if we look back, you were squirming. <laughs> you were squirming. I reckon you thought it was going to be worse Fuck. than that.
1: Okay. You won Neil Marley. Okay.
0: Yeah. I just want, you know, that's... That's
1: Is that how you so want to play. Always, wanna, so you've always we're not been fighting this, fair.
0: <laughs> you've always been this, like, you know, as you said, sensitive guy. Yeah. Lead with the heart. Heart lead o- Open book, you know, laid look, out I, there.
1: I went back on my Facebook. It would have been a few years ago now, and I seen some of those things. And I was just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" A
0: lot of statuses about good life. Really? Yeah. Remember the under 18s festival, good life, everyone. If you if you were from. Why Sydney. are you stalking me, man? I told you I'm a really good researcher. <sighs> and I was gonna, I was like, "Oh, we're not friends on Facebook." I was gonna add you, and I was like, "No, then you're gonna know what I'm doing."
1: No, I wouldn't have known. Really? You didn't
0: think I would do that?
1: Not one bit. I didn't think. I you, can't believe
0: how open your Facebook security uh, well, settings are.
1: Didn't think you're good at your job, so. Oh I just didn't expect you'd go do that. See,
0: like this is, it's also about seeing, you know.
1: Yeah, look, fair game. Yeah, fair game. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's 1-0. Yep. And I'm coming for you hard. Yeah, mm, Great. So be careful next time you club patch, I'm filming it and putting it oh
0: everywhere. Oh, my God. Well, two can play that game.
1: Yeah, sweet. Anyway, <laughs> should we get one more photo each? I am sick, sick of I'm Sydney talking to you already, so I need to speed this up. <laughs> you got me. Okay, so my third photo, and this sort of ties into two photos. This wasn't when I was really young because I couldn't find any photos of my phone of me and dad when we were really young, but there's one of us two in my under-20s grand final. We got flogged by Penrith, but anyway. So let's just pretend that was me and him when I was seven years old playing for the Minor Bunnies, which is a photo of me in my Minor Bunnies outfit there. So let's just pretend my dad's standing next to me because he's my coach of that team. He coached me from when I was... Under sixes all the way through to under 13s at your minor bunnies. So I think sometimes like with my story, it's always really been about my mum and a little bit of my brother purely because it's on the Heinz side. It's just me, my mum and my brother. And mum's obviously been like the – how do I word it? Like she's not the trouble but it's just the the hurdles I've had to the jump in life is being with mum. Yeah. And like, I'm not taking that away from mum. Like, and that's my story, and I love my story, and I love my mum. But dad probably hasn't got maybe as much recognition as he deserves. Mm-hmm. I always try and, you know, wrap him up every time I can. But always the headlines or the media is all about the tough life I've had. And that's all the mum side, which is fine. But dad's been my coach, and he's probably been the reason why I've, I had, well, he was the reason why I had an inner dream to start with. He's the, the footy head of the family, he's a footy geek, loves footy. Played a bit growing up, reckons he could have made it but chose to drink instead, which I can see because he's a little beer belly fat <laughs> guy. Yeah, so my memories of like footy is like dad would coach the older kids and first grade of the local u team so I would rock up in, I think I wore Dragon's gear. That his Dad was a big Dragon's fan so he dressed me up in Dragon's kit so I'd go rock in a you know, full Dragon's kit. My brother was a knight so I'd dress up in knights and I went for the Cowboys so I'd wear Cowboys kit. Like just anything footy i'd always be going to hang out with the big kids and the first graders and i'd be the ball boys and then he'd come and coach our team so he'd be doing that um and then friday nights footy would be sitting there next to him watching friday night footy waking up for a saturday morning early start with footy and yeah it's just everything it was every time i spoke footy it was to him and so like i just think it's important for me to recognize him a lot mm. too and i would never have had the footy dream if it wasn't for him and he's proud as punch like he doesn't miss it he never missed a game then like even with school footy like he would take days off work or he would pretend like he was working and he'd like say if we had school footy on the top end of the coast he would look at the jobs that were for the next day mm-hmm. and he would make sure that his jobs are up the northern end of the coast okay oh so he could come and watch when I show the photo and, and why I talk about it, looking back on it like, like both of us are proudest punch punch of, of each other and mm. yeah like I'd look at it and go far out like dad then like he probably doesn't tell me much, but he'd probably tell other people. But he'd be looking at if he looked at that photo and looked at me now, he'd be like, "Fuck out, like that's my son." You know, I'm I'm really really happy and proud of, of where he is, and I, I couldn't have done it without him. And you know, there's always a reason why you get into things in life, and it's always because of your parents. Like your parents are the ones who put you put things in place for you to be who you are. And then he's done it. He's done a really good job. So yeah, that's why I picked a photo of him. And the other one was a school footy one. Which he was a part of. He coached a fair bit. We had a school teacher, Mister Crouch, and he took us away. But he'd always ask for Dad's help because he was our coach. And we like were such a good school footy team. And um, I look back so fondly of playing school footy because like you sit there, you play with your best mates, and not often like in life you get to sit there and play with thirteen of your best mates. Like I can say I do now. we playing my 40 team, but it's not the same. Like you don't grow up with those kids, and we used to run a mark and. I used to look to my left and right and then I look at them at lunchtime and I look at them on the weekends and now I'm playing footy with them and you know it was just so much fun and, and dad was a massive reason why we all stuck together because he was a coach, he was our glue and everyone loved dad and all my best mates now back home are still will go and have a beer with dad, oh, you know, and, and have a yarn about the old days. So yeah, that's why I chose the photo of, of Widow. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. Can I also say, Well, you obviously don't get to see this, but i yeah, see your dad at all of your games and there's been a couple of times where I've been with him where I think it was once at a Shark Park home game where I was introducing my dad to your dad and then dad was with a few mates and dad goes, don't you know whose dad this is? That kind of thing, my dad did. And the way that your dad just beamed, like with the <laughs> way that they're like, oh, my goodness, you must be so proud, <laughs> like he's so amazing, all this sort of stuff. You can see exactly what you're talking about mm. in terms of that. That pride there. And it is interesting because I think similarly it for like different reasons. But I always talk about my dad when I talk about my story in the same way that you always like there's always a lot of tension about your mum. Yeah. I think because of yeah, what my dad did, did in his career and also because I'm so often talking about culture and identity and he's my Aboriginal parent. Yeah. And my mum doesn't get enough of a rap. Yeah. And maybe yeah, she, like she's very much the unsung hero in a lot of ways. Yep. And Behind
1: every good man, there's a good wife, a lady. I'm a woman. No, behind Rod.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah, my dad would be nothing without my mother. That's, oh, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit silly. So, yeah, that's so interesting how that happens, hey. But, yeah, yeah shout out to Deb too. I really liked looking back. I did. those that was I did. that's nice it's always a good measure of how far i guess we've come and so you're now reigning Del- delia medalist looking to try and get a premiership with the sharks this year do you ever think forward or do you like to just kind of be you know not go too far ahead when you're thinking about your goals or even like who you want to be moving down the track
1: It's a question like Right now, no, I don't look forward a whole heap. I'm only just starting to reflect and and look back on successful things. Like part of my mindset work, I do with my mindset coach Jared is reflection, mm. and I've never really, I've well, never really had a whole heap to reflect on that's been positive over the last few years. Has been like, wow, it's just gone from zero to hundred, and and it's so important to reflect and look back and just go, wow, like I've done that and just be so proud of yourself. And, you know, it's one thing to be proud of yourself, but there's one thing to look deep, deep mm-hmm. inside you and feel it, like really feel the the emotions and, and how good it actually feels. Like, you know, it's easy to just go, oh, f- fuck, Nico, you done that. But then you are, oh, yeah, and sort of throw it off because you just want to be as humble as you can and, and not to get too big-headed. But when it's, when it's time to sit down and look back and reflect, like really f- – feel into it because it's Mm. such a good feeling and you want to feel that again and you want to feel that again and again and having that feeling and feeling so far into it then like the next time you do it it's just going to feel even better and it's going to keep getting better and better and so I've just started learning to do that now like when I won the Daly M like I had it out for a little bit and sort of like chucked it in my safe and just let it be in there but like sometimes you just it's important to go and grab it and feel it like you know be proud of it so trying to do that a bit more and looking forward like I reckon Like you always have dreams, you you Mm. dream big and every now and then you get caught in the days going like just thinking about walking off the stage with a premiership ring, you know. But like so many processes in between before you get there. But I think it's important to dream big and for every young kid to look forward and like set goals and put things on their wall of, of things they want to achieve in life but you just can't forget the importance of living day to day and working hard and going through the process to get there. Like you have to really be in the moment and be present in Mm. everyday life to get to where you want to achieve. But yeah, I think it's important to look forward, like have goals
0: Mm. looking
1: forward, just don't look too far forward. So that you get stuck in that moment looking forward where you, you miss the opportunity that's right in front of you.
0: Mm, For sure. I think part of the reason I asked that sort of question and, you, you, you know how you were saying earlier in this episode that you often talk about what would your five-year-old self think I one of my many jobs I've had in the last 10 years I used to work for a non-profit that saw me uh, standing in front of a lot of young kids and trying to get them to feel inspired about um, reaching their biggest potential and achieving some of those big dreams and goals that they had and what I always used to use in one session in particular was a clip from Matthew McConaughey's uh, Oscars man. Uh, um, acceptance speech that is so famous because of how profound it was where he tells the story of who his hero is being himself in 10 years' time and that he always wants someone to chase and that even, you know, 10 years down the track – he's actually not become that hero because it's about not ever plateauing and always looking to to be better and to grow so when I think about myself and what I I guess looking forward what I want to achieve of course there's like yeah big goals big specific sort of projects and things that I want to do and achieve but in general I think having looked back at that 14, 15-year-old Marley who was not in a good way and, and struggled for a couple of years after, knowing where I am now and, and there's, a you know, still a lot of ups and downs I haven't talked about in, in this conversation that I imagine will come out in this podcast as we continue the journey where where I am right now, the how content I am, how happy I am and how – I just feel that sort of confidence and freedom to pursue whatever it is that comes to mind, whatever, however wild a dream is. That's what I want to maintain. I want to constantly be looking to be better, challenging myself. And I think first and foremost, and I reckon this is a lesson that came out of COVID really prioritizing fun and doing things that, you know, make you happy and make you laugh. Like I think that that's something that we don't, put at the top but we need to we go success is, tick 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 make money build this for yourself but i think fun happiness joy like real just joy funny your best mate talking Mm -hmm. about your club passions on a podcast like that it has to be a part of it and i think that's what i want to keep going as we look forward
1: yeah it's really good point you make there like success People just think you have to go work hard, you have to recover, you have to do all these proper things. Well, I'm speaking to athletes' term, mm. it's different for your term, but like you got to remember what got you there as well with all the smiles and the good times. And you know a lot of people do make it from just being a an anal, just this, this, and this. You have to tick every box. But like I know I speak to Jared about with my mindset coach about you have to find time for happiness and you have mm. to find time that it fills your cup because it's so important to rock up every day to work being happy and if i was just so like just in the zone of recover eat sleep train and then no time for fun like Mm. eventually it's going to drain you and you're going to be worn out and you just you need that time to have fun and be happy and live the life you want to live but also keep working hard like you have to work hard and also a point you made of just like that 10 year you want to keep getting better and better like you cannot go wrong in life if you continually want to be a better version of Mm. yourself and keep getting better in a different skill like um so i reckon that's like a massive point if anyone's listening and you haven't picked up anything today like what you said there of just wanting to keep getting better and being a better version of yourself each year each day then you've got a purpose every day you wake up
0: 100 percent. if you
1: don't have a purpose of anything else other than wanting to be the best version of yourself and get be better than the day before then that's the only purpose you really need
0: yeah for sure
1: so well done marley
0: Thanks. And I reckon that's a pretty good note to end it on of that pursuit of, yeah, wanting to be better and that can be be a kinder person, be a healthier person, be a happier person, whatever it is. So that was really fun. I'm really glad that we've had this conversation to kick things off and and thank you for, yeah.
1: It was pretty serious but we'll have fun at times. We'll have some funny times and laughter, a bit of laughter. Yeah, a little bit. But we sort of just wanted to uh, get the rabbit out of the hat. Yep. Talk Get about going. why we're when we grow up, why we uh, want to do this podcast, and yeah,
0: and we hope you come along for the journey. Uh, we can't wait to have a few really exciting guests yep. come in and also make this something that is can be shaped by the people who listen to it as well. Like we said, we want to build a community. Yep. want to have a lot of fun with it. If you are enjoying this, if you if you like what you hear, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, that follow button wherever you listen. You can also. Follow us on Instagram. The Instagram handle is at When We Grow Up Pod. We'll have lots of this video content on there, and that'll be the first place you'll uh, figure out who our guests are. And I guess that's it.
1: Yeah, I think that might be it.
0: All right, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.